Foozle. British English. Verb. To bungle a shot. Noun. A bungled shot. Particularly in golf. Welcome to Foozled It, the show where I get comedians to tell me about their worst shows and offer some unqualified therapy. I'm your host, Rebecca Porter, and today I'm joined by a comedian who puts us all to shame by also being a practicing emergency room doctor. His show, Comedy Not Cops, in July raised funds to support the distribution of masks and food to the Argyle community. Welcome to the show, A.K. Agun Biade. Thanks for having me. Nice. Thank you for finding some time in your very, what I assume is an extremely busy schedule. Um, So first of all, Shame on you for both being funny and smart, whatever. At at (laughs) what point did your career branch? Like, did you first realize you were funny and then that you were smart? Or were you first smart and then thought, if I'm smart, I can also be funny? Well, I came from an immigrant family where being dumb was not an option. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That happened. Um, And then I realized that, you know, my siblings, they like making fun of me too much. So I started firing back and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not that bad at this. So eventually over time with enough, you know, uh, enough of the the sibling rivalry going back and forth, I started realizing maybe not too bad. Nice. (laughs) I think that all comedians do at some point, you go to open mic night and you're like, hmm, I could do this. (laughs) And then... After that, the rest is history. Like I went up and I sucked, of course. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> of course. And I did exactly. And then you know, I'm just like hard headed. I'm like, I can do this and I like this. And I just kept on doing it and had a great time. And yeah, that's that's the beginning of it. <laughs> nice. I imagine yeah. there are like similarities between going through residency and all that stuff to be a doctor with becoming a stand-up comedian because it's both like long hours where for a lot of it, people just yell at you and hate you a little yes, bit. Yes, exactly. I don't want to pay medication. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> oh, I paid yeah. good money to see you. You paid no money to see me. I don't do this for money. <laughs> exactly. So uh, there a lot of similarities actually. Um, actually, it's funny um, for us and uh, when we're applying to our training programs, we have to write something about why we want to, you know, go into our field, right? So I legit wrote about well, how I think the comedy club is very similar to the emergency department because <laughs> crazy is unpredictable and usually people say whatever they want um, as by people, <laughs> other people to me. <laughs> I can't do it the other way. <laughs> oh. so, uh, it, it's great. Uh, honestly, I love doing both um, on stage in a comedy show. You can say whatever you want. And also it helps me kind of focus on talking about a lot of other things that have nothing to do with medicine, right? Because mm. I think the best comedians can just kind of talk about anything and everything. So I got to keep up with everything, including like watching Indian Matchmaker. and <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm aware of those things. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, I do. I, I do find comedy a really useful way to like air my opinions on things because in my normal job where people actually pay me yeah. it's not so like it's not okay to do that quite as much right but right. Uh, in comedy you can be like so what do you think about trump oh not great and people are like ha ha exactly no i agree with you so exactly. 
Or if you're in the South in the U.S., you're like, I don't agree with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrong crowd, shit. Ugh. Why am I here? <laughs> what were your worst shows? Either like main worst or like top three worst? I have two for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna split the, split the Do difference. It. Do it um, out. Yeah, so the first worst show, I'll do it chronologically. The first worst show was more when I was kind of still starting off. I was about maybe like a year, year and a half into kind of really doing comedy seriously. Um, and I went back to DC to do it where I started and I partnered up with like this, like uh, this, like these guys who I knew from there who were running kind of this like events company and they want to try doing like a comedy show so they got some people like that knew through their their network to come and i reached out to some of the comedians that i knew in dc they were all kind of starting around the same time so you know i had those guys open for me and then i was going to do um i was going to headline right and it was all said and good but the exactly right it's all said and good except for a few things uh first issue was uh it was for like a predominantly like muslim audience which is not bad except for they don't drink um <laughs> which, a, I'm, I'm a not, key ingredient in comedy I'm not, I'm not hating on people who don't drink it's just <laughs> when people drink and like these bars and stuff like they're just like much more chill, much more relaxed. But also, secondly, I did like the one, like w one thing that now I have a lot more experience that I should not have done. I tried combining two different forms of comedy in the same setting when I should have just done stand up or not, or, or done something else. What I mean yeah. by that is that so I had my routine I was doing. I also changed up all like the order of my routine that like right before I did the show. Good. So I Last minute changes it. are exactly. amazing. <laughs> and then. There's this routine that now I love that I've developed into like a really awesome routine about this time when I was with this random family in the middle of nowhere in France, um, at the time it was like 300 people. Um, and I was like literally like one of two people of color. <laughs> so I doubled it up. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but like I, so I, I did like a routine for like maybe 10, 15, no, actually like 15, 20 minutes, which was not as good because I changed up my timing, changed up everything. So I was already starting off like that. And then I literally, switched over to telling a story so i didn't tell in a stand-up format i literally switched over to i brought a piece of paper and i read a story on stage which <laughs> if you're like huge like ali wong or like dave Chappelle or freaking like trevor no you can do what the fuck you want yeah but like i was i already started off with like a terrible like first like five because you know you win the audience the first like two minutes right yeah yeah, yeah. and like i like it was the most awkward after show like gathering because you know you know you know like, you know, after the show people like if you if you did terribly people either avoid eye contact or come up to you and try to talk about anything else but like the show you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, oh my god like after you have a good show people will come up to me like yo i love this joke or that joke or like oh my god you're so great and funny about all these great things oh man it was terrible it was so awkward <laughs> just like <laughs> oh man that was so bad that's so bad oh anyways that's like the first one <laughs> i love it i love it did was it was it like the type of venue where you had to walk through the audience to leave the venue like you couldn't sort of slink out the back door you did you did and the audience also hung around after the show so you know you couldn't really yeah 
There's so many problems. <laughs> You're like exactly. waiting backstage, like, fuck, I really have to pee. Like, when are they going to leave? <laughs> I'm just waiting to be like, that was shit and that was shit and I didn't get that and I didn't like that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, man. So that was, uh, uh, that was, that was a while ago. That was like, freaking, how many years ago was that? Like, fuck, how many years ago? Like four four years ago something like that wow okay. it was a while. Yeah, it was, man it was but you know i feel like from everything that happens in comedy you learn yeah yeah exactly because <laughs> exactly because exactly. since then like that routine i was telling you about like i've actually crafted into something like beautiful like i love that routine um i had like uh me and the the like, some of the comics i used to tour with we had like some pretty big shows in chicago about a year and a half ago um and like i closed with that particular routine it was fire it was great but nice you know, I, uh, that, that perhaps you know that experience got me ready to make sure i like <laughs> i did that well yeah these i mean bombing is sometimes needed yes you know it is it is it is <laughs> oh man so that was um that was the first one that was like in dc and the second one was in Chicago. Um, and this one, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> this one has something else similar um, with it as well. So this one, it was, it was like a, a fundraiser that they were doing, right? Okay. So they were, it was, um, they were raising money for uh, this nonprofit uh, that shall not be named. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 Although we're raising uh, funds for this nonprofit. Um, and it was, um, so the show was going to be, in, they were doing it in multiple cities, different versions of it. Okay, th- there's another theme to this. Like, so I actually don't always often perform only for Muslim audiences. And maybe this is coming to like what we're going to talk about later. But this one I was actually invited to perform. Like a friend of mine, um, who's also a comedian, who also happens to be Muslim. Um, she was like, hey, we're coming out. We'll pay you for this show. I'm like, oh, dope. And they, made it. And they actually paid a good amount. I'm like, okay, all right. I'll have to go anywhere. I'll have to travel anywhere. You're going to pay me. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Cool. That's a dream. Uh, exactly. Right. And it was called, check this. It was called the Super Muslim Comedy Tour. It's not just like regular. It's like Super Muslim. Like, <laughs> all right. <Extra. laughs> and the flyer was like, like my head on some like cape and shit. I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> this is just me, like all the other comedians. And like, Honestly, like it was so, I was getting ready, you know, I had my routine set and like everything was good. And the one, I guess, bad sign that I should have realized early on, because I wasn't paying attention, because I also had to, like, at this time, I was still in training, meaning that I was a resident physician. So I was working a lot more than I do now. Oh my gosh, Um, yeah. I didn't pay attention a lot. So I got my routine ready. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Um, the show was in Chicago suburbs. There's a huge difference between, between performing for Chicago and Chicago suburbs because it depends on who's coming out to the show. In Chicago, you got like everybody, like whether or not they're Muslim, like, oh, that's cool. It's at this comedy club. I'm going to roll through. Dope, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. In Chicago suburbs, it is families. It is families and older people. And I'm not trying to be ageist or anything, but like, I'm like, all right. Um, so, you know, like literally like the day before the show, I think on Facebook, which is one of the places it was being advertised, someone asked the question that no comedian ever wants to really hear anyone ask, which is, can I bring my kids to this comedy show? Oh, no. 
which like the, the the one of the organizers of the show is like yes this is very family friendly like bring your kids there will be no profanity used You're like to which i was like oh god like scratching everything out like oh no to which i was like the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm like oh okay um, and here's the thing. Um, I do think as a comedian, especially if you're trying to get on like some late night stuff, you have to have a routine that's like clean. When I say clean, a routine that has like little to no profanity at all. Like mm. that's fine. You don't have to say fucking everything, right? Because if your jokes are only relied upon the profane words, then I don't know. It is what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. It means I've heard said, Steve Martin say that um, if you're getting the jokes just from saying fuck, like it's a gut reaction that you laugh at fuck. So it's not that you're funny, it's that you're using words that people have, been, have like trained themselves to laugh at. So I totally, I totally get that, definitely. Exactly. Um, but for me, I think it's all also about like cadence. I really, mm -hmm. I haven't been like focused on like getting a routine that's like clean for like PG-13 or even like, like I just even PG-13 is not even clean enough for this like hella conservative like Muslim audience right yeah. oh my so I'm like yeah because even if I don't use profanity like I can't talk about like let's say sex or even refer to it like and like like I'm not trying to make low like fucking like 10 year old laugh I don't give a shit about that <laughs> whatever anyways so <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so the other comedians were great. Like, so um, the thing is that, so, so what, the host was amazing. It didn't really matter whether he used profanity mm. or not. Like, he was just, like, making fun of the audience and doing his thing, right? But I had, like, a set time. So, like, you know, I'm, like, I was trying to do my routine and not do that. So it wasn't yeah. trying to do any crowd work, right? Which is whatever. Um, so I wrote down my routine and tried to replace some of the words I just usually always add some type of profanity with other things. And I, I like, okay, one of like the jokes that I love telling is uh, how I'm a, I'm a black man who sucked at basketball growing up. That's usually how I like kind of lead mm. into stuff, right? And good icebreaker. Like, that joke, it's a good icebreaker. Like that joke now is like turned into a lot of different things since I've been doing it, but like it's always a great start like mm. but in that i throw some like random like shit in there right and all the other things i'm like so like my timing was completely off for this because like i had to like think too much about taking out these words that just naturally flowed out of my mouth right yeah and perhaps i should have just said it and like fuck it like <laughs> yeah. these kids are loaded words they're gonna learn eventually um but like my timing was off and like like i say if you don't get them initially at the very beginning like it's just I don't know. And also when you're used to like a certain audience response with your jokes and like this, let's say a conservative Muslim audience that was primarily grew up abroad, not primarily grew up abroad, mm. grew up abroad, but also you not being able to kind of fully delve into your material that they would probably genuinely love if their kids weren't there. Yeah. Um, man, it was uh, not great. <laughs> it was not great. And also I do think there's something to be said about how, um, your audience that you, that you cater to, right? Um, yeah. This particular audience was primarily South Asian and Arab older people who the type of jokes they preferred her hearing were jokes that were either like maybe related to like their culture or ethnic, like um, 
uh, like tendencies or, or very, very Muslim jokes. And like, I'm Muslim, but I don't make like Muslim jokes all the time. Right. And I was like, <laughs> kids like that audience. Um, so <laughs> well, like, was, I'm Muslim, but like, that's not my main material here. <laughs> it is. It, it, it's like part of my material. And if you are, you probably maybe love it a little bit more, maybe, but not even. Like, I've, I, I, you know, one of my, I think my greatest achievements is like when I was in Detroit doing a show, I made this like white Republican do like laugh his ass off. He almost fell off his chair. So I'm like, yo, I like, brought <laughs> appeal. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but that, oh man, I, I don't remember how long that fucking like set was, but it was. It probably felt like like seven hours. It felt really long. And the other comedians, <laughs> they were great. But I think like the other comedians, like that was their audience and that mm. was their routine. And also, I think it was good learning for me too. So I'm like, yo, if I'm going to have something I, I think is going to be like clean, just make sure I get like stuff prepared beforehand, right? And like make sure that it's set. And yeah. also, it is what it is. <laughs> but I still got paid, so. <laughs> there we, I mean, that's the main thing here is you got paid to do comedy regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So th those two, I would say, were the, were, I think, my two biggest failures because they were for sizable crowds. If you bomb at open mics, as you and I both know, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I want to bomb at open mics because, like, I want to know, okay, is that joke working or not? So I'm always trying new stuff. Yeah, but, like, exactly. the larger, like, paid or, like, you know, um, prepared shows, it's, you want to look good. <laughs> yeah, you want to bring out all the material that you've already tested in open mics to be like, yeah. I am the greatest. Yes. I am funny. You should yeah. want to see me more. Exactly. And pay me more. <laughs> and yeah, always pay. Always, always pay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. Um, yeah. So over <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. I reflect upon those like two, and I don't know, you, you always reflect on your failures and see, okay, could I have improved? And you know, sometimes I'm like, fuck it. You know, honestly, if you can always be funnier, but if you've been doing it for so long, you're like, I already know I'm funny. So is it really me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think that's, that's the thing is like, everyone, everyone bombs in, in comedy because like, you don't know, you could have, you could use the exact same material one, like yeah. Saturday and then Sunday. I mean, if you're doing comedy on Sunday, like maybe that's part of your problem, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, and it could just be the audience has just come back from church and therefore isn't exactly. interested in your vagina jokes. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or maybe their mind never left church, so they will yeah. never be interested in that it, joke, right? It's just right? not their jam. They're just not right. into it. Right. They just want my puppy secretly, dog jokes. Exactly. Or maybe they secretly love your vagina jokes, but they don't want to laugh because everyone else around them. Because everyone else knows. Funny. Everyone is in the same position where they're trying not to laugh. This is what I, I'm like, you're not laughing because you're laughing on the inside because you're embarrassed that you think I'm so funny. Exactly. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> Whose fault is it anyway? This is the portion of the show where we reflect on why these terrible, terrible, terrible shows happened and assign blame so that you can feel better about yourself. So yes. let's start with the first one, your first show, hmm. your first big in front of people show. My first show, I honestly, I blame my pants. You know what I mean? Like okay. they were just, uh, yeah. They were too 
too good looking, too tight. They were too focused on other things. Uh, you know, like the pants, <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, I would love to listen to this guy laugh, but like, no, his pants are just like rad, you know? <laughs> too into it. I think, I think we could expand on that to like generally fashion, like male fashion, that it made you look too good. Exactly. And, then, be... and then people were like, I just want a piece of that. Exactly. Like, I do not think you can look way too good and be like a, a comedian, it's like a male comedian. They're like, no. I think it's I the don't. same with women. Don't worry. That's why I don't wash my hair anymore. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't worry. <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure I look like a bum when I'm on stage because they want to be people like, this guy had a hard life. He's definitely going to be funny as fuck. Uh, you just can't. It's that, it's that idea that if you're too good looking, you're not funny. Exactly. But if you're a bit awkward looking, people are like, right, I knew a clown like that in high school. This <laughs> exactly. is definitely what that is. Exactly, exactly. That's why I'm not cutting my hair anymore. Absolutely. It, like, it'll be like after ridiculous. Yeah. Be like this guy looks disheveled. <laughs> He's definitely going to be amazing on stage. Basically homeless, so it's going to be good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is, it can be tough to be like, hey, I'm like an upper middle class white girl. But I, but funny <laughs> things happen in my life, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> like really? No, yes. they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you could be what? like, well, you know what? My best friend Becky, uh, <laughs> she <laughs> she's had They're... a rough life. <laughs> and... I know somebody who's had a rough life. I'm going to talk about them instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, fucking fucking fashion. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Man. <laughs> But that's real talk, though. Like, I I feel like the only time when I feel like you're allowed to maybe look good on stage if you have, like, a Netflix special. Yeah. Um, otherwise, all the way until then, you cannot look good on stage. Yeah. You you can look like, like, you can't look, like, hideous. Like, they can't be looking yeah. at you being like, Ugh. But, like, yeah, like, very, very, like, neighbor, like, girl next door for me. Exactly. I mean, you could also aim for girl next door, but that would be a different kind of show. It's true. It's true. Uh, but know, it's uh, Hashtag career goals. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Um, I don't know. It is. It is. I think it's very fascinating, though. Uh, like I. Like I. Okay. There's this one time I was in an open mic, and there was like a guy. It, it, it's weird. I. Th there is one part of life I do think that white guys have it much harder. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go on a limb here, and it's comedy. It, it is comedy, and the reason why I say that's because the I remember when I was in Chicago, this is uh, my my main open mic I used to go to. Love it. I still miss it a lot now because most mics have been dead for the last four months. Anyways, um, there, was, <laughs> there was just like relatively, I think, like decently looking like white dude who was like a new comic, um, <laughs> and you know. I, I, you can tell how they are when they get on stage and everything. But like he, I remember him going up on stage and trying to do jokes. And I think everyone just had, like, if you're a white guy going on stage, if you look that, if you relatively good looking, people are just like, I don't really expect that much from this right no. now. <laughs> you've you've <laughs> never had to be funny in your whole life. Like that's exactly. never been your problem. <laughs> like, have you watched, um, you, are you a fan of 30 Rock? Yeah. Okay. 
Do you remember the show when Liz Lemon um, was with, uh, I think, John Hamm's character, who was this doctor, but he was terrible? <laughs> like, he, like, like, he was like, he was like, good-looking white guy. He was terrible at everything, being a doctor, at playing tennis. And, like, Liz Lemon just, like, tore him the fuck apart. <laughs> it was like that syndrome that he was just, like, he living through life, going through everything, but, like, hadn't had any type of struggles. So the same guy who went on stage, I, I remember his routine only because like one, I went after him and two, he kept on talking about how his, his girlfriend really wanted to fuck a black guy. Like, and the, it wasn't funny. It was just like, why are you <laughs> saving? So then I get on stage, I'm like, well, I guess it makes sense that I went after you, bro. <laughs> I'm a black guy. <laughs> I just started like ripping on him for a little bit. It was so, oh man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know because like I mean with comedy you talk about your life and like you know mm. the like the comics that I found hilarious at open mics like you know, the white there's always there's always something about them that like some struggle that they had like talking about um or they're just like weird and that's also like a struggle to have to deal with as well right yeah it, it, like yeah, one yeah. is like not the typical dude in high school or like college or whatever um so it was just like uh this dude <laughs> <laughs> and this he had really jock. nice pants so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whose fault is it anyway? All right, the second one. Your big show that you actually got paid for, but that just went like yes. really super, super bad. Very embarrassing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, that was a very embarrassing show. Not even sure if I've still recovered from that. But <laughs> that's what we're here for to move the shame from your shoulders. To somebody else's shoulders. Yes, Doesn't deserve yes. to be on you. <laughs> yes. I think for this show, the person or rather people to blame are the kids. <laughs> yes, children. <laughs> yes. Damn kids. <laughs> oh my God. Like I <laughs> like I actually think it's very difficult to make children laugh you know like i i don't like i don't <laughs> like you can tell i don't have any kids from this but, <laughs> but it's like i i like some of my friends like they have kids now and i love you know i hang out they're like they're cute but then they would stop being cute i'm like okay have them back anyways fair, but fair. <laughs> like, yeah I, mm -hmm. I don't like i think like i'm hanging out like like a kid like a little kid with like my like with their parents i'm just like what do I say to make you laugh? I don't like. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I can't talk to you about like, like Trump. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Kids don't under. Kids, unfortunately, they're a bit stupid. They don't get like political <laughs> satire and comedy. They're not. They're not switched on. It's very frustrating. Right. And it can get crass with the kid. And although, if and if a kid got crass, I'm like, this is like a problem. Like, you should not be talking about this right now. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about your home life. Exactly. Let me call my therapist friend, you know, like, let's, uh, let's investigate. This Hello, story. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kids, but, kids, like, they do laugh a lot. It's just the things that they find funny are not fucking funny. Like, they not. find stupid shit funny. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I have, like, I think randomly, like, I, I see some kids' cartoons that pop up on TV and I'm just like you watch them no it's fine you can say this I have a Moana yes, poster I, you know, like, I, you know, like I'm gonna be honest fun. 
I'm gonna be honest. I do still watch Power Rangers uh, from time to time. Uh, <laughs> Love it. That you know that, that that that's me. That's me. But I'll talk about Welcome these like, to my cartoons. World. <laughs> I'll talk about these cartoons that are just like I don't like. There's so much going on right now, and I'm like I don't understand how <laughs> or why this can be funny. And if this is what kids find funny nowadays, is this what I found funny back in the day? Like I don't. Probably. I don't really. I hate yeah, to break it to you, but you were probably, well, maybe not you. I was probably as stupid as they were. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to, so I used to be a scout leader for like the littlest kids. And oh, the dude. things that they found funny, they'd be like, oh my gosh. And they'd spend time like poking each other, but like only yeah. like in the shoulder, like really specific yes. places. Or they'd be like, ha ha. And then they'd like peace sign somebody. And, and then they'd laugh and then like, and I was like, I don't, I don't get it guys. What are we doing? But you know, though, I, I do feel like if we could find something as simple as that funny, it would made like the stay at home period much easier. <laughs> you know, if I just like poke like a friend or like do something like that. Can't be silly. anything related to friends. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay. okay, poke my couch, I guess. There there we go. Yeah, that is the lockdown equivalent of friend, your I sofa. Know. I don't know. I'll... <laughs> yeah, uh, if I could do that and just still be entertained for a long period of time, it would be an ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Kids are an enigma. <laughs> I guess uh, if and when I have them, I will maybe uh, decode them. That sounds very robotic. Um, discover. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have children. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Kids are cute. Kids are cute. And I, I, you know, I, I think I am responsible enough, usually. Uh... <laughs> I'd kind of hope so. Friend... Maybe that's why my friends never ask me to babysit. Anyways. <laughs> As a way to uh perhaps redeem my story since i guess the one theme that's been happening so far is that the shows that i perform at that are mainly muslims i don't do very well <laughs> i should not say anything about my faith but anyways <laughs> it does not have anything to do with how good or bad of a muslim i am anyway but, <laughs> but i did I'm like definitely keeping like, that in I, <laughs> But there is one um, predominantly Muslim event that I actually did um, recently within the last year that was absolutely phenomenal. It was uh, hosted by this group called like Muppies, which stands for like, Muslim Urban Professionals, which means there were no kids there. Nice. nice. <laughs> and everyone was, they were working professionals. So they were between like, like their 20s or maybe at the upper extremes, maybe the 40s. And I could just like do me and do my comedy. And like even better, like I like it was it was like a phenomenal show. And I I, I had just come back from the um like the Tim Northern Comedy Festival in Louisville. I drove back up the next like the like the day of um like the next day and I did this gig. Um it was a great gig. It was like about 150 people in the audience. Um and I just went up there, I literally did my thing. I didn't have any restrictions on me. I talked about whatever the fuck I wanted. And it was great. It was like an awesome audience. Like it wasn't the most ideal stage because it was like too much lighting. You know what mm. I mean? It wasn't like 
but that didn't matter because if you're funny, then you're funny. And it was just, that was a huge highlight. It just felt great. Nice. Like I redeemed myself. Yes. <laughs> it's not the faith. It's the people. It's the people. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was, that was great. I think I'd redeemed myself for like my two prior failures. <laughs> <laughs> like post it ever like, it's not that I'm bad at presenting to Muslims. It's just you <laughs> as a person are the problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you need to laugh harder at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> laugh outwardly and loudly. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I w that was really good to have. Um, I don't know, you know, whenever, I mean, I think all comedians go through, you'll have a bad show and then you'll be like, okay, yeah. I gotta redeem myself. So that was, uh, uh, and that's it. There's one time I, I did it like in the same night. Like it was, uh, it was like, it was wild. Like I, uh, um, this is still early. I was like 2016. I, um, I was going out to Boston to visit a friend. So I just messaged some of my friends who were at these different universities and uh, I asked them if they can like get me on like a show they might be doing. So I did like, actually that weekend I did like three shows. I did like oh, wow. one show for the like African students um, at Harvard, one show at this Boston University medical school talent show, and then one show for um, like the Harvard like Muslim society. And like, like on the like the first the, the first the, um, like the first night was like a Friday. I did like the like the Harvard Africans, and then I did the um, uh, Boston University like uh, medical school uh, talent show. And for the Harvard like Africans, like it was like a it was a terrible it was an absolutely terrible setup. Like it was literally like all these undergrads eating like like in a room like these like uh, Africans. Oh, no. Um, and I and I can say Africans because I'm Nigerian. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it seem like I'm like oh those people, you know. Anyways, <laughs> like so like these African students, um, they were like having I think their like monthly like get together, and I was in the entertainment. Um, and the thing is that one thing I learned from that lesson is that the setup and how you're introduced is so important, right? Mm. Um, I mean, even almost as important as like who have you have open for you if you do have openers. Um, so like they were eating. And then all of a sudden, someone goes on stage. She's like, "Oh, now we have AK to do comedy." <laughs> and like, they didn't say I who guess. I was. They didn't say I was like a stand-up comedian. They just, I'm just like some random dude like doing this <laughs> comedy, right? And I'm like, "The fuck?" Okay. So then I go up and like, similar to the Muslims, who I think for them, if you are performing for, let's say, a very specific audience, um, who you're, let's say. Uh, build as this specific type of comedian yeah. then they want those specific type of jokes right mm -hmm. and with me with my identity like I have like so many different identities just because of my life like I was born in Nigeria so I'm Nigerian ethnically and like you know culturally my parents like everything like that but I grew up in like the U.S. and the Midwest right um therefore like you know I American in many ways but I also have like Nigerians part like mm. I'm Muslim um, but I'm also a physician. So I talk about like all of these different things in my comedy, right? And I just don't hyper-focus on one thing because that's not me. Um, so like for this like African students, they like literally the only joke they laughed at was when I like imitated my parents when I did like an African accent, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, this is like literally like my worst joke. <laughs> but then the same night, like I, I bombed that show, it was terrible. Like the same <laughs> reaction were like, uh, from like the first bombing I told you when people like avoided you afterwards <laughs> happened there. 
But then I went literally like, I think 30 minutes later to like the Boston University um, talent show thing. And like, I just did my normal routine where I talked about being bad at basketball, talked about like um, some of the African stuff. I just talked about like my general routines, like I think like seven minutes or so. And they loved it. Like they absolutely loved it. Main difference was one, it was like a stage setting. Mm. Two, um, there were just like a good number of like diverse people in the crowd. And three, they're like, this is AK, you know, Gumbiade. He's from Chicago. He's a comedian. I don't even remember if they even said I was like also like um, a physician or whatever. But um, actually, at the time, I wasn't a physician yet. Mm. I was still, I was still finishing up my last year. Um, but like, it was great. And the funniest thing afterwards, the African students came up to me in the Boston University audience. They're like, we loved your routine. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, it wasn't the same students, obviously, but it was just, like, it, was, it depends, like, it's entirely different context, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us, AK. You can find him on Instagram at aka.agunbiade or on Twitter at, at the AK Agunbiade. I will put all of the links in the show notes. He was recently accepted to the Dallas Comedy Festival. So look out for when that is on in 2021. If you'd like to hear more of his joke, please follow me on at Comedy Therapy Podcast on Instagram. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe and rate us, give us five stars. If you don't like the show, please don't. I don't want to hear about that. I only want positive news. <laughs> Thank you so much. Goodbye. Do do.